What part of ourselves really identifies us? Is it our face, our voice? But what if we get, I don't know, a huge zit on our nose that makes us look like a mutant? Or what if something terrible happens? And what if we get sick and our voice is lost? What if we get really sick and we ended up, you know, getting dementia? You know, where are we? Where do we exist? I think a lot of us would say that our brain is our soul's cage. And if so, wouldn't that be interesting? It's like this noodly, squirrely little labyrinth and we got to take that soul dot and find our way through it and day-to-day experiences and well-tread, worn-down pathways, neuropathways of ways of thinking, expressing, and believing. But at the same time, if you take a brain scan, uh, do a brain scan, I don't know how, how you say it, I don't know what they say on the streets, um, you get a brain scan of someone and you ask them to be scared or focused on this or that, you see that there's activity all around the brain. So, um, again, I am I am a straight-up dumbass, and I'm going to be quoting things that, uh, by quoting I mean misquoting, <laughs> and referring to things that um, I'm only uh, slightly remembering because I'm lazy and I don't research things, and you're just going to have to love it or leave it, and you're welcome to leave it. I am not forcing anyone to be here. So there's this study that they did, and um, I think it was particles, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Some kind of dots, tiny, tiny, tiny dots um, of matter. They were trying to figure out how they move, what's up with that, and they realized that it can move in two ways. One, like a little pellet, um, or two, like a wave. And how the fuck is that possible? How can something be both a wave and a pellet? I mean, I'm sure all of us have, you know, read enough science fiction comic books to realize that uh, you can't always quantify a being, um, that sometimes they could be this shape-shifting, anebus form. Um, I said anebus, which is the Egyptian god of the underworld, and um, you can you could take it up with my agent if you have a problem with that. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> I'm just free associating here. I'm just rapping. I'm just flowing, you know, just a little beat poetry for y'all. Okay, so um, what the fuck am I talking about, and why are you listening to me? And I think what that comes down to is the oneness of all of us experiencing itself through us through you through me joseph campbell was saying that we are the eyes and the ears of the world what else so in in the tarot we started the fool and it's all about the fool's journey into enlightenment and we end up in the world card which is the enlightenment and what the fuck is that what is it and um if you want to get into the um doubt Ditching. Um, it, it, it talks about the state of this meditative state where you are immersed into the allness, the Tao. And what that means is um, you relinquish the sense of having to respond to every little thing, of um, the strife of putting upon your own agenda and will. And falling back into the greater form of, of everything 
and letting it wash through you with a perception that is not about judging or discerning, but acting in accordance with all of nature. And that is the Tao. So that's such a frightening, overwhelming force. You know, it's hard to exactly explain what that feels like or looks like or the theory of it, but uh, let's try anyway. You know, also the sense of um, belonging to something bigger than yourself, I think, is, um, is soothing to the individual because I think innately we feel that it is, it is accurate, that, that just letting go a little bit and feeling that you are remembering that you're a part of everything, um, it, it takes the edge off because you're always in a space of severing otherwise, and that feels severe. So in, in, in the West, which is where I'm from, so I feel that I can speak of it a bit, um, we constantly talk about um, the, the higher power. Like, like imagine that we're having, um, we're going to AA, right? And that's a, a kind of focused uh, point of spiritual uh, we have a, spe- a special aim, you know, to get sober, to feel in control of our lives. And one of the things you got to do is tap into your higher power. And this this concept of higher power, the sky lords, you know, this is very much a position of feeling a bit alienated from that higher power. Again, the, the word higher in itself... <laughs> It's like the busy world of Richard Scarry out there, and little car engines and the honking of horns, the sounds of radio. The world is buzzing and um, responding to itself as usual. <laughs> so the higher power is, a, is an alien identity of collectivity and the oneness. By saying it's higher, we're already separating it from the oneness that it's an extra dimensional force right um the the thing that i like about taoism is it isn't um exclusionary to which realm it is a part of it's a part of everything you know and i think that this is um also something that gets oftentimes misinterpreted when we take this idea of the higher aka the other being the spirit form and we try to apply it to other um that's our baseline. The part that we forget about is uh, what we think of as religion or spiritual experience. Then we, without knowing, we invisibly, like stationary, start to write on all new incoming information. So, uh, for example, like when we talk about hoodoo, voodoo, voodoo, we we think of, oh, these like different um, spiritual deities, right? Um, and, and not realizing that the prime concept underneath all of it is ancestor worship, calling from within your own self between, you know, between the, the, the identity that you feel and experience now and finding the individuality of that, but also how it ties through space and time and so many other bodies. And it's coming through you, um, almost from like the core of the earth up, you know, um, so this is a way of in evoking your spiritual connectivity that isn't about you being this little empty cup that um 
that the Olympians just dip their ambrosia into the top of your head if you do enough Hail Marys or whatever. So what what I mean to say is um, there sometimes is a lot of um, cognitive dissonance and then later resentment when we talk about religion or spirituality because there is at heart something that we're we instinctively realize is being put upon us, this alien force, and then, of course, the indoctrination of following certain rules. And um, in atheism, especially online um, atheism or whatever, um, there's a lot of brilliant minds that come to the table, and and they say things about, uh, your God isn't real, and um, you're just being scared into thinking that you have to do certain things, otherwise you can't get into the special fun nightclub in in the afterlife, um, or whatever. Um, but I think what it's forsaking is the concept of the, the inclusivity of, um, connective spiritualism, um, of people coming together at heart to be together and to believe in that connection. And also that it goes deeper through time and space um, not just above, but also deeply below into the the primordial consciousness that we all have sprung from. So a lot of times also spirituality, I can't fucking talk. Okay, so a lot of times spirituality is thought of in terms of tomorrow, you know, so sometimes when we're thinking of Christianity, we think of like, oh, this old, crusty, rusty book from long time ago that had all these really specific rules based on their culture and time, and blah, 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 blah. That doesn't apply now. Um, but I think the reality is people are constantly putting their souls on layaway so that they can get to the the moment of um, sometime later, somewhere else, in a galaxy far, far away, I will be happy, I will be okay, and if I just suffer right here and now, it'll come to a position and point where I'm going to be okay, and um, of course, of course, that's an ass-backwards way of going about it, and that's why I think people get mad, and I think if people aren't mad consciously in um, acts of, let's say, making a rebellious YouTube video because they're mad at mommy and daddy, um, there's also this other point where people who are still uh, deeply devout to these concepts do, do feel dissatisfied. They do feel scared of the world around them. Um, they do feel scared of uh, the secular world and the goblins that live there because there's, again, this disconnect from the core of the world. It's, it's off into space. Um, so... For a second, let's imagine we can do this little meditation. And this is sometimes a way I like to start a reading. (sighs) Just take a deep breath. Exhale. Another deep breath. And if you can, I don't know if you're driving or whatever you're doing. If you can, just relax your eyes, relax your jaw, relax your shoulders. Uncross your legs, uncross your arms. Take another deep breath in, roll your shoulders, and then pull your arms up. It's a deep breath, and then let them go and let them down and exhale. (sighs) And then we're here. So 
We're going to take another deep breath and let our eyes relax. And we're going to imagine the molten red hot lava core of the earth. Just magnet, this giant loving magnet that's bringing everything and everyone, no matter where they are or what they've done, to her center. So she won't ever dislodge us into the outer space. We're just here and she's keeping us warm and she's keeping us near to her heart wherever we go in this world. Taking a deep breath and relaxing our knees and our shoulders and our jaws and feeling as we take a deep breath in a line, a red line drawn from the core of the earth up and through the base of our spines and exhale and take a deep breath and let that rise up your back and exhale and let it rise up to the top of your skull and exhale and keep breathing and imagine that that light transcends into a ray of diamond light of a prismatic sparkling glowing glittering white light shot out into outer space like starlight and taking a deep breath and feeling the channel of this core or energy of the earth coming up all the way through your spine and out into this outer space infinitely on and a deep breath and relaxing your shoulders and bring your arms up again and exhale and drop and then now we're here and doesn't that feel great it's simple it's a simple thing and there's nowhere you can go in this world that would ever shake you out of this place you can always call on that because we are always in alignment with this world and that can't be undone so there's a sense of permanence there and acceptance that is it is there's no denying that and for all of our struggles and confusions and pleading and begging and, and the trickery and the bullshit, we are still here and we are still expressing from one to the other the infinite experience and experiment of being experienced through all these different eyes. And um, sometimes when we get really hard up in the noodle, um, what the f- I'm not talking about dicks, by the way, I'm saying... Uh, when we get stuck in our brains, (laughs) Um, when we get really stuck in our heads, we we can be in the labyrinths of our fleshy, (laughs) fleshy little spiral labyrinth of a brain. We can get stuck in, in, um, in the operating system, the ego, which I believe in the ego. I'm pro-ego. It's a manager of the self, and it's a quintessential part of being a human. Um, but when, we, when we're in, encased in it, and we're encased in the game of the, of the labyrinth there, it's so easy to forget the connectivity in the being And um, sometimes we can align with uh, certain discernments over what's good and what's bad. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad to do that. But um, sometimes it can make us feel further alienation. So I find also one other point of the world card is that we're stepping through 
all of the different positions if we're doing it linearly, which is not always the case because the thing about tarot also is we're pulling cards at random from any any place in the deck and our stories could be a big jumble of anywhere on the on the line. So it's not necessarily a linear story, but if we're imagining it as a linear story going from the fool to the world, there are many different little dioramas that a person takes on to evolve their spirit. And as we experience our capacity for different roles that maybe we had never imagined we'd um, be a part of, um, we start to open up to the vastness of what is possible and what we are capable of. And I think that no human life would be complete if we hadn't played the villain a couple times. And um, that's not only important for the value of compassion or understanding others, which it is, but also just for the vastness of experiencing the world really and the self really within the world. And how, as Elvis says, you know, we all are different players. And again, I am like the queen of misquoting shit. (laughs) I'm an idiot, so forgive me. But um, we really are sometimes just players of circumstance. And we would like to think that we had some inherent value that made us different. And that's true. But also, those differences also are just a fraction of the sum of the whole, the all. And um, though it is deeply important for us to snap off in these finite uh, beings that maybe, um, and here's another misquote, um, and they say in Game of Thrones when a crow dies, you know, they're, they're like, we will never see his likeness again. That's true, you know, everyone is unique. And having read for thousands of people I'm I said it weird but I honestly have read tarot for thousands of people everyone has a unique life everyone has a unique heart um everyone has a unique circumstance and sometimes um when we are um feeling more antisocial we might consider that other people are just sort of this um front of of human experience that is maybe unrelatable to us or basic or whatever and we just kind of make assumptions on what other people's experiences are how they perceive things and you can have a conversation with somebody and being like oh they're just dumb oh they're just basic or whatever but you don't know shit because the way that people communicate to another person has to do with the role play of the vibe they're getting off of you and, and, and back and forth and how they present has so much to do with where they're at in the world, their worldviews, not only in general of others, but how you are showing up and what you represent to them in that moment. Not everyone puts all their cards on the table, you know, but um, to realize that not only are other people, these individual universes that are showing up all around you and it's so grandiose it's like it's like the brilliance of looking at a galaxy from far away all these lights and souls around us but it's so um it can be so oversaturated and we can't handle it all so we just kind of go into a lower vibration where we're not turning the lights on and looking at the brilliance of it we're just like all right here I am I'm gonna just keep doing my thing 
Um, I can't take in all this. But also there's this other aspect where it's happening simultaneously and together. And they are literally you and you are them in this um, in this hippy-dippy Burning Man cuddle pile that is going to hit your gag, gag reflex hard, you know? Like you're like, what? Like they're too much too much sticking together we're literally fused to this planet like we can move our feet up and down a little bit we can get a few hundred feet off the ground for limited amounts of time but we're like stuck like glue to this fucking world all to its center and we're just moving around it you know so we are this world we are and I think that another thing that is um is becoming blatantly obvious in that we are this world is how heavily our actions are changing this world. Every single action, every single candy wrapper thrown into a landfill or discarded toothbrush or oil spill or, you know, factory or fire or it's all connected and we just hear these cries like the world is crying right now just screaming and um all of us are like collectively feeling the same way we're screaming inside and we don't know how to get back into the space of feeling empowered around it and I think that part of it has to do with this um the separation of understanding that we are the world's and um, the belief that the, the belief and slash fucking reality that there are these um, these elite these elites that are really in charge of a lot of the stuff that is going on, and uh, and we all feel that we have um, no power, and we feel angry, and then we try to. Uh, exercise our power by being anal, anal retentive about the recycling or, you know, writing these like social media blasts or doing this or that, but we're all just like pulling at straws. Um, I don't know. I imagine as we are entering the age of Aquarius that perhaps maybe um, our humanitarian position might come into alignment, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but in a dark sense, in a, in a scary, scareball sense, I believe that everything... Oh, this is possibly going to get me in trouble. <laughs> but I believe in the dimension that we live in, uh, which is operated by our five senses and our, um, our limited ability to think outside of that um the one of the things that's tying the zeitgeist together is the polarities all around us so uh for the good and the bad and everything um i think that it's those contrasting experiences create the form of all that we see and i think that that's part of what attracts me to the Tao so much is that um, it's about seeing the waves of nature, seeing how things just are without trying to bully it into being something idealistic or sophomoric, you know. Um, 
yeah, so we could have um, a fantasy of a perfect harmony, but for all we know, there's there's a, a negative aspect of everything possible, and that's because um, if we overline with the positive, um, that's out of accordance with nature, because nature is all-inclusive. Um, I, I sound like I'm on the verge of becoming a comic book villain, but um, I, I really think that in my experiences, when I step into a space of becoming awakened and alive to my real life experience, which is finite, and I don't know when it's going to snap off, um, I find that if I let go of the over uh the, the compulsion to over control the discipline of everything, um, then I finally feel less resentment towards others and myself, which is different than having passions or goals or engaging within the mess, because I definitely do that too. But I find it the most peace when I let the ease of understanding that all is and it will be, and there's uncomfort and terror all around us, and um all that being said for all of my moments and morning afters where I'm like I can't believe how drunk I was and I can't believe how annoying I sounded when I karaoke'd teenage dirtbag last night I'm an idiot but for all that it's all here you know we're all in existence so um it there's a there's this concept in everything, you know, this idea of this inclusivity that I think is, um, that is the, the diamond heart of all religious and psychological and artistic and philosophical and, um, even fucking World of Warcraft, like everything, there's the diamond heart of connectivity and around it is just the perversion of, uh, the execution of finite um, doctrine and they can never last but these are like blooming flowers that are coming from the heart of something immortal and flowers are um, beautiful yet imperfect and eventually will and go on you know so I don't know if I've lost you but I will say that everything I'm saying just reminds me of um someone who is just stoned out of their fucking mind, uh, <laughs> big surprise, there was this, this dude that I used to live with, um, who annoyed the fuck out of me, I thought he was such an asshole, and, um, he was, he fucking was, and that's his, that's his cross to bear in this life, you know, that's, that's the little, that's the mask of the divine that he was showing up with for that time in my life when I knew him. And sometimes we would get really stoned, just a bunch of fart bags. It was, it was me and like a, a den of lost boy skaters, you know, they were just wearing dirty pants and they, I mean, dude, the amount of like shitty oversized hoodies in that room. I cannot even tell you. So we're all getting high. It's something to do, I guess. I was, I mean, I was like 1920. So I had no fucking direction. I was just like, cool, I'm here. Okay. And we're all smoking. We start talking about 
philosophy or whatever. And I would get really, as you might imagine, I would get on one about something. And then he was always like, his rebuttal, because he was very, um, what I would consider uh, a misogynist, I think that's the word. So um, sometimes when a woman or a young gal, as I was, um, says shit, and they're getting, they're saying things, or they're challenging, making challenging thoughts, or trying to explore something, and you, and he couldn't totally ride with me, he couldn't really get on board, or, you know, he didn't want to really engage, um, and instead, I feel, because I'd seen this, you know, happen, again, I was, like, the only lady for the most part, so I saw, like, other dudes were be, would be able to have in-depth conversations, but because I was a, I felt, I, wait, anyway, this isn't about fucking misogyny, but it kind of is, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he, he would just kind of brush me off by saying, yeah, well, well, we're, at the end of the day, we all exist, and uh, we're all here. And that's, that was his cop out to say that he didn't give a fuck and he didn't want to talk anymore, which is fine, I'm sure I was annoying and whatever. But I, that always pissed me off, one, because he said it in a rude asshole way. And two, you could tell he thought he was being fucking deep. And three, it's inarguable. Yeah, we're all here. Fucking duh. So um, just to say, we've, we all play different roles. And right now, I'm that guy. We're all here. That, that's true. So for the world, for every soul that has been and is going to be, for every unique pair of eyes it's it's just this beautiful flowering lotus of consciousness and terror and triumph and um I'm feeling I'm feeling it I'm feeling myself as as all of you as all of us we're all here and um that's beautiful that's all I have to say the the also the world card is a space of deep harmony and I believe that comes from the wisdom and the enlightenment not of collecting all the information and solving the riddle but relinquishing the quest to do that at all and the borders of the labyrinth are, are, are transcended with feeling the entirety of it that we're all it's all already here And all you have to do is open your eyes.